Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khan Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Today, I am going to be talking about the six types of support that every school leader needs. So this is a special bonus session for all of you guys. I know that so many of you have been following us in our Schools of Excellence Lounge, in our Build to Last workshop. Some of you have been following us on the podcast. All of our episodes from the Build to Last workshop have been repurposed into our podcast episodes. And so today is a very special episode because I want to talk about the six types of support that every school leader needs. So many of us get caught up in the different types of support that we need. Sometimes we think we only need, you know, financial support or bookkeeping support or tax accounting or team support. And really, those are all kind of outside contextual things that every uh, CEO or every single leader needs. What I want to talk about today are the six types of support that you specifically need for yourself. So not for your team, not for your financial team, not for your administrative team, for you, for specifically for you. So let's get started with how do we really know what types of support we need. Sometimes we think of it in the context of I need a coach or I need a mentor or I need someone to guide me and hold my hand every step of the way. And really, I want you to look at this from a much broader perspective. So the six types of support are training, coaching, mentoring, role-playing, accountability, and community. I'm going to say it one more time, and then I'm also going to explain what each of these are. There's training, there's coaching, there's mentoring, role-playing, accountability, and community. So let's really define what each of these really are, okay? Let's start with training. Training is learning-focused. It's about acquiring skill and knowledge, right? It's about learning how you do make a souffle. 
How do you make a good steak? How do you conduct a one-on-one meeting? How do you actually have a difficult conversation? That is training. It is giving you contextual knowledge and skill for you to have in order for you to take that knowledge and do whatever it is that you want to do with it, right? So training is very different than coaching. And I always tell everyone, schools of excellence, we're a training and coaching company. We give our clients the training, the skills, the tools, the knowledge, the systems, the blueprints, and then we give them coaching to support it. So training is about knowledge and skill. That is what training is. Training is acquiring knowledge and skill. You're getting trained on something specific. Coaching is about development of the skill. So whatever skill you have, the coach helps you develop that particular skill. So even if the coach didn't teach you that skill, the coach helps you develop the skills that you currently have or that she or he taught you. But coaching is more than just developing the skill. It's also about asking quality questions that enhance what the person already knows. So the person, the client, the school leader might know how to conduct a one-on-one meeting, might know how to do a classroom observation, might understand that culture is a foundation of building a school of excellence, might understand that they need to, you know, let things go and delegate and not take everything so to heart or whatever it is. So they know these things intellectually but it's not yet part of their identity. It's not yet part of their being. And they're not taking action and showing up in that way. So contextually, they have that training, right? They've been trained on these concepts, but it's not showing up in the actual field of play, in their actual school. And so the coach is there to guide and facilitate and ask them questions that enhance what it is they already know. It helps them look at something from a completely different perspective. It has them elevate their mindset of like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Or that's a really interesting way to approach the challenge. So it's very different from training. Training is giving over knowledge. There are thousands of trainers who will give over amazing professional development, who will train, who will give your teachers amazing content. Coaches are very different. Coaches do less training and a lot more asking questions. And asking good questions is a completely different skill. It's a completely different level of support. And as a school leader, you need both of those. You need training to up-level your skill set. And then you need coaching to be able to help you integrate it and enhance that current skill. The third type of support is mentorship. Now, mentorship is different from coaching. With a coach, the coach is asking very thought-provoking questions, right, that really helps the client perform at a much higher level. A mentor is someone, and this is Oprah's quote, and I love it, a mentor is someone who allows you to see the hope inside of yourself. A mentor is someone who allows you to see the hope inside of yourself. Mentoring is different. It's more holistic. It's more that the client is asking questions to the mentor to draw expertise from the mentor, right? Mentoring is is not just by someone with more experience. 
It's also about a peer group of people who can mentor each other. But mentoring is a lot more of you drawing from the experience of that person. Coaching is very different. The coach is asking you thought-provoking questions to bring out stuff inside of yourself. Mentoring is you coming to the mentor and asking questions to pull from the experience and inspiration from the mentor. Very, very different. And you need both. And many times a coach plays dual roles in both mentoring and in coaching. I just did that this morning with a client. Um, I had a client send me a message and I recorded a voice memo back and I did a combination of mentoring and coaching, both in the same context. So in the, of the seven minute voice message, I did this combination because she needed mentoring and then she also needed thought-provoking questions to up-level from her current state of being. She was very much in a survival state of mind. And my job as the coach was to pull her out of her survival state, but then also provide mentorship from the context of the question that she was asking. So let's take a moment. And let's review what we've spoken about so far. We've shared three types of support so far. We've shared training, coaching, and mentoring. Those are three critical ingredients for success as a leader to take you from where you are to where you want to be. And also from where you are to enjoy the experience more of where you currently are. To get out of the survival mentality of I can only do this and I can only do that and I can't work on higher level stuff. It's a trap. Survival is a trap. And so through coaching and training and mentoring, you can pull yourself out of the muck. You can pull yourself out of the quicksand because you're doing it surrounding and linking arms with someone who's not in the quicksand with you. That's why we need all of those three. Okay, let's go to number four now. Number four is role playing. The value of role playing sometimes is so understated in this industry that it shocks me how few leaders actually use this. I role play before every difficult conversation that I have. I role play before coaching calls. I role play before keynotes and big events. I role play before I talk to my 11-year-old son. I role play before I talk to my husband about important topics. Role playing helps ensure that what I want to say, I actually say, both with my facial expression, with my tone of voice, with my body language, with intensity or less intensity of how I want it to come across. Amateurs try to do things by the seat of their pants. They say, my experience will guide me. My two decades of experience will guide me in this conversation. Nope. Pros role play, practice, run drills. And then when they show up, it looks flawless. And it looks like, oh, their experience helps them do that. It's not true. They prepare relentlessly, relentlessly. But many times as school leaders, we get stuck in the concept that only Olympians and athletes and singers and professional actors and all of these people need to run drills or need to practice their craft. Your craft as a school leader is your very being. It's how you show up. It's how you respond to difficult conversations. What is your memory muscle when a parent comes in and starts attacking you? Have you run the drills of how to respond? 
And you might want to respond very differently than the school next door. You need to run your drills, role play. So this episode that I'm recording here, I wrote the script. I researched it. I rewrote the script. Then I ran through it and role played it. And I'm recording it live here. So I needed to role play it also from the context of how does my body and my face look when I'm giving it over. When I'm recording a podcast, it's different. It's only audio. And some of you are listening to this on the audio now. When I go to speak on stage, my entire body is seen. Now I'm role playing something different. What do my legs look like? How do I pace this stage? You think it looks flawless, but it's hours of preparation. And I'm obsessed with that. And role playing is an integral part of support that you need as a school leader. And this is actually one layer of support that my team and I are working really hard to integrate more into our schools of excellence program, into our directors in our circle, into our owners HQ. We want our members to role play more together on difficult conversations, on performance reviews, on their classroom observations, on parent conversation, role playing, because here's what we know. Practice is the only thing that helps you get better. When you role play again and again, it rolls off your tongue and it looks natural. You don't have to succumb to who you are right now and your circumstances and how you show up. You can choose differently. And please do not rely on your experience to show up in these conversations. Practice. Practice. You need to practice. Experience doesn't mean training and coaching. Someone can have 30 years of experience and one year of learning. Whatever they learned when they were 19 in college is what they've regurgitated and repeated a thousand times over. You need to constantly be training and coaching and up-leveling yourself and up-leveling your skill. What you did last year shouldn't be good enough for you anymore. You're a different person. Up-level yourself. Choose better. Choose excellence. So that's role-playing. Stop trying to rely on gut and instinct to do some of the hardest work that you have to do. Prepare, prepare, prepare. That's number four. Do you want to confidently lead your school to excellence? I know you do. I know that you're working so hard right now, but it's diffused energy in a lot of different directions. Whatever it is that you want to achieve in your school, whether that's higher retention, skills to hold staff accountable, the ability to start passing the baton to the next in line, the skills to lead difficult conversations, how to get teacher buy-in, parent buy-in, how to schedule a calendar so you can have a life outside of work, how to find the confidence inside of yourself to trust your decision-making and the ability to lead other leaders, the ability to truly step into your greatness for everything that you know that's already inside of you. The directors in our circle and our owners HQ programs are our premium experience for school leaders to take their skills, their mindset, and their confidence to the next level. We do this through coaching, through training, and accountability. You see, I want to be your guide in the journey so you can be the hero of your life. 
my team and I will guide you every step of the way to ensure that you get results and a transformation in your school. Because if you want things to change, if you believe in your heart that you have what it takes to make that transformation, and you want someone to guide you, to give you the tools, to hand you the scripts, to give you the done for you systems, to show you the templates, to show you every step of the way what's next, and you want a community of other amazing leaders to support you so you never feel alone, then I want you to apply for the Directors Inner Circle or Owners HQ program to see if you are a fit. You could go to hani.me slash join the DIC or click the link in the show notes. All right, thanks so much and let's get back to our show. Let's go to number five, accountability. One of the questions that I ask people when I do a right fit call for our directors in our circle, there's been dozens of you that have already filled out applications to join us for our directors in our circle and our owners HQ. If you haven't yet filled out an application and you're interested in joining us in our membership, you could go to Hani.me slash join the DIC. We have a link in the comments and a link in the show notes, and you could definitely go check that out. One of the first questions couple questions in that I ask when I'm assessing if this person is a good fit for the program is I ask the person, would you like to be held accountable to what it is that we'll be teaching you and what your goals are? You would think that most people would say, yes, I want to be held accountable. Most people actually say, well, yeah, that would be a really nice thing. But what about this? The moment they say, but what about it's an immediate disqualifier an immediate disqualifier for me. And I wrap up the conversation and I send the person out in peace and grace and tell them they're not a fit for the program and wish them the best. When you tell me, yes, accountability would be nice, but what about this? It means that you don't want to do the work. It means that you are married and tied to the excuses of why you're not showing up. Life is hard. School leadership is hard. Finding and hiring and recruiting and training and elevating teachers is frickingly hard. Navigating parent relationships and partnerships is hard. Showing up every single day, even when you don't want to, is hard. And when you do it with accountability, things actually become easier because you're not carrying the weight on your own. People don't want accountability because if someone holds them accountable and shows them a different path, now, oh my God, I can't be tied to the excuse anymore that the weather and the government and the driveway are my reasons for not showing up. And that's why I tell people the director's inner circle and the owners is not for everyone. We are not for everyone. We are for the 1% of school leaders who are ready to invest their time, their money, their energy, and have a commitment to the relentless pursuit of excellence. It's a very small group of people, very, very small. And we've become even more strict about who we allow into the program after years of running the program and seeing who's a good fit, who can we help, who has the biggest transformations. It's the people that embrace accountability. It's the people that embrace, yes, I know this is hard and I want your help. Yes, I know this is hard, but I'm excited about the transformation on the other side. No risk, no reward, no accountability, no results, 
no accountability, no results. If you want results, you need accountability. It is an integral component of support. So that's number five. The final component of support, number six, is community. This is a whole different layer of support. And community is knowing that you're not alone. It's knowing that you're not alone. That's what it is. And so many times we underestimate the power of knowing that you're not alone. We underestimate that believing that you're surrounded by powerful community is what can help uplevel you. The final layer of community, right? Recognizing that linking arms with other people that are on the same journey as you is a tremendous layer of support. I want to share with you the four things to pay attention to when you're choosing a coach or a mentor. When you're choosing someone to be that guiding light for you, to be that North Star for you throughout your journey, um, I've put together four things that I think are really integral to think about. And the reason I'm sharing that is because I know that so many of you have already filled out applications and I know many of you are thinking about, is this the right fit for me? Should I, you know, fill out an application? And so I'm going to share with you these four things to consider when thinking about who you should invest in and hire to be a coach or trainer for you. The first thing that you want to think about when it comes to who to choose as a coach, as advisor, or someone to give you support. The first thing is, how does this person overcome obstacles? Is this person open about challenges that they experience in their life and in their business? Or do they show a beautiful, perfect facade about who they are? No one is perfect. Everyone struggles. And you want to know that your coach has the skills to help you navigate difficult challenges that your business will incur. You want to know that they have communication skills, that they're approachable, that they're relatable, that you can relate to them. Can you connect to their parts of their life? Do you feel like they can know you and know your school? I think knowing if the person how they overcome challenges, and if they have overcome challenges, is a critical component to choosing a coach. I will not work with someone who I don't know the adversity that they've been through. I have deep respect for people that have walked through some really hard things in their life and continue to navigate it and are transparent about it. This isn't about verbal vomit. I don't share every single challenge that I go through. Some things are personal. Some things I share. But what's important to remember is that a coach, no one has a perfect life. And so when you're choosing a coach, do you see the challenges they overcome? Do you see them constantly evolving and up-leveling themselves? Because that's going to be an indicator if that's what they're going to invite you to do. This person... This coach, this mentor is going to have tremendous influence on your life, whether you like it or not. And that's why choose carefully. Choose carefully. Choose someone who you want to have them have influence on your life. So that's bringing me to number two, what to look for is do a review of your school and yourself. 
Before you choose a coach, before you fill out this application to join the Directors Inner Circle or our Owners HQ, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do a review of your school. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Are you strong in marketing and enrollment? Put a check over there. Do you need help with leadership, culture, infrastructure, operations, team building, systems? Where are the gaps? Because what you want to do is when you come to the call, you want to tell me where are your gaps and then I can let you know if I can help you. I had a call last week with someone who said her biggest in the application, I didn't even get on the phone with her. In her application, she said her biggest gap is financial understanding. She doesn't understand her numbers and she doesn't know how to hire. She doesn't know how much money she needs to hire. And so I emailed her back and I said, thanks so much for being honest about what your biggest need is right now. Here's a great resource to help you. The directors in her circle is not a fit. That's not what we primarily focus on. We focus on leadership, on team building, on infrastructure, on operations, on training for your staff, for you, all of those things. We do do some financial stuff, but we don't do it in that context. And if that's your number one goal, this program isn't for you. And I was really grateful that she took the time to do a strengths and weaknesses analysis. Where do I really need help? Because if that's where you really need help, then you're a great fit. And if it's not, then there's other resources out there. Again, we're not for everyone, nor are we for every single struggle that you're going to go through. And that's why doing the strengths and weaknesses analysis is such a powerful way to choose who's your next coach and mentor. The third thing to think about when you are choosing a coach and a mentor is character and values. This is everything for me. When I choose a coach or a mentor, I look at, do they have at least one of my top three values? Do they have at least one of my top three values? Why is that? This person is going to have tremendous influence on my life and how I navigate the world. Their coaching will impact every part of your life. And I know this because I hear this from my clients all the time. Working in the director's inner circle impacts their marriage, their parenting, their health, their mental health, their wellness, their physical health. Those are all the ripple effects besides for it impacting their school. And so it's not just about choosing someone in silo because choosing a coach that has similar values is actually going to impact other parts of your life. So choose carefully. Make sure that you're choosing someone where there's an alignment of at least one of the top three values that you have in your life. So that's number three. And my last thing is results. Before you choose someone, please look at their testimonials. Please look at their case studies. Speak to their happy clients. Do they even have happy clients? Can they show results? Do they actually know how to do what it is that you're trying to do? Have they ever conducted a classroom observation before? Have they done one-on-ones? Have they been in the freaking classroom? How many of you are choosing coaches and mentors and guidance people who have never stepped foot in a classroom, who have never changed a diaper, who have never had to respond to 30 different things all at once, and they're going to guide you through this? There's a massive disconnect with the teacher and the field of play. 
please choose people that have done what it is that you're trying to do. If you meet up with enrollment or marketing, absolutely choose people that have done that. That is not my specialty. We hire that out. We bring specialists in. That is not what I excel in. But if you need help with leadership, mindset, culture, retention, classroom observation, teacher relationships, parent engagement, this is the place. Because I've walked that path a thousand times before. I was in the classroom. I was an assistant director. I was a director. I was an executive director. I've built schools and I'm working with leaders every single day. And I consistently go back into schools to consistently keep myself closest to the pain. When I'm closest to the pain, I know the struggle. How many of you have joined us in our Built to Last workshop and have wrote in the comments, are you in my head? Are you in my school? How do you know what's going on? Here's how I know. I stay close to the pain. I talk to people all the time. The moment I stop talking and coming into schools is the moment I create disconnection and my business will crumble. Because then it's built on air and fluff. And I want it to be built on the foundation of, I'm here. I get you. I know the pain. When we understand the pain, we can create the transformation of joy and gratitude. There are different types of mentors. There are different types of coaches and people in leadership. When you have leadership questions that are tied to the classroom, that are tied to your school, Please speak to people that have been in the classroom. I draw a lot of inspiration from leadership thinkers. I love Simon Sinek's work. I love watching Sarah Blakely. I like the entree leadership. Really inspirational and thought-provoking things about leadership. And I invite my clients to constantly look at their stuff. Creates really beautiful perspective. But when you have a question about a teacher that is struggling with another co-teacher, please don't speak to someone who has never changed a diaper or hasn't had someone vomit on their pants and had a parent walk in and a licensor and a school tour all in the same hot minute. Please talk to people that have stepped foot in that thing and feel the struggle because they will guide you from that place. Listening to inspiration on leadership is beautiful. We need hope. We need inspiration. I love those podcasts. But please make sure that you're also choosing to consciously get training and coaching from people on the field, people who have built schools, not multi-million dollar businesses, built schools, who have been in the classroom, who smell what is happening in the room. That is where the best transformation will come from. There's a lot of people out there who do that. You cannot draw inspiration just from fluffy inspirational leaders. Please take people that are practitioners who have actually done the dirty work. That's who you want to get your training from. Great coaches and mentors show you how to believe in yourself. They guide you to show you what is possible. They give you hope for a brighter future. They show you what you didn't know. They guide you to ask questions so you can become more confident. They work hard to rise the leader from inside of you. My mentors have been the greatest blessing in my life. 
the greatest blessing in my life my mentors and coaches have been. And I am so specific about who I choose to guide me in what areas of life. People that I turn to for marriage advice are people that are married. People that I turn to for parenting advice are people that have kids. People that I turn to for financial advice are people that run multi-million dollar portfolios. Help me manage my money. When you're choosing a coach and a mentor to help you run your school, choose someone who's run a school, who's been in the classroom. That's where the practitioner and the breakthrough happens. So if you're thinking about hiring someone to build your school of excellence, I encourage you to check out our director's inner circle, check out our owner's HQ program. It's our premier program to help school leaders build their school of excellence. Do not do this alone. And remember, I'm not for everyone. That's why I created this episode. I want to give you the tools so you can choose the right mentor for yourself. If you choose that we're the right program, amazing. I look forward to welcoming you with open arms. But I hope this episode helped you think for yourself. Find the voice inside of you. What do you need to succeed? What is it going to be for you? Go do big things in the world. You got this. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And make sure that if you do want to fill out an application, if this is the right fit for you, click the link in the show notes, click the link in the comments and go to Hani.me slash join the DIC. Thanks for joining me here today. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.